The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. Welcome to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCoon. I serve as pastor of Zion Church. We're a congregation of believers who trust in the simple message of God's sovereign grace, where families come together to worship God in spirit and in truth through the simplicity of preaching, praying, and singing. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. If you live in the Gordo area or if you are visiting in the area, please join us for worship. We meet every Sunday at 1030 a.m. and 5 p.m. and on the first and third Wednesday evenings at 630 p.m. Yesterday, we began a sermon by Elder John Morgan Owens entitled, Our Ebenezer Stones. We began looking at the stone set up by Samuel after a great victory over the Philistines, which he named Ebenezer. Ebenezer literally means a stone of help. As Brother John Morgan has been teaching us, the stone itself didn't bring aid to the children of Israel, but it memorialized the aid brought to them by God Almighty. In our own lives, there are many times that we should set up an Ebenezer memorial to remind us of the power of our Almighty God to help us in our time of need. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit.
The scripture tells us that we are as lively stones built up to this house. So there's a sense in which this church ought to be an Ebenezer stone to us. I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about this body. But each one of you are lively stones that are Ebenezer stones to me. And I'll confess this. Even when I don't hear you, even when I don't see you, you are a comfort to me. Amen. You know, when, when you're beginning to drift and you know, you're thinking about doing something, and then, and then I say, well, what, what would Brother James say if he knew that I wanted to do this? What would Brother Mackey say? You know, what would Sister So-and-so say? You mean so much to me. You are a reminder of God's deliverance and of His presence to me. I think about also King David before he was king. He was just a little boy. And he slew Goliath. You know this, Brother Chris has used this example. It's a wonderful example. And he, he went up there after, after Goliath was felled. He went up there, took Goliath's own sword, and he cut his head off. And then he, he took the head. And they gave him the armor. You know, he gave away a lot of stuff in, in regards to that. But he kept the armor of Goliath. Put it in his tent. Now, he couldn't wear that. You know, Goliath is a huge man. It was of no use. But he kept it as a, as a token. You know, there, there are letters that y'all have, have written to me. And that piece of paper, if we want to talk about what, what is of value, that piece of paper has no value, right? You know, maybe if times get really tough, I, I might get burned that letter to, to stay warm a little longer. But that's not why I keep your letters. I keep them because they are tokens to me of the love that God has given us. You know, so sometimes I like to go back and look at those, right? It reminds me of God's deliverance. I think that, I think that David would look back at that armor and would say, man, I'm not feeling it today. <laughs> but there was a day that God delivered me and I'm sure he can do it again, right? That's what it's all about. Amen. You know, we were at my nephew's birthday. I'm using a lot of personal examples, I'm sorry. We were at my nephew's birthday party uh, the other night. And it had rained, and this beautiful rainbow appeared. You know that the rainbow itself is a token of God that He has given to us. Amen. It is a promise. It is, a, it is essentially an embodiment of His promise that He will not destroy the world by water. Amen. Okay? Um, it's, it's such a beautiful example of His power. What a shame that we have allowed the, the rainbow to be hijacked by to mean something else. Right? It means the power of God. Amen. And of his promises that cannot be shaken. Amen. That's a token to me. I see that rainbow. Or if you've ever been uh, watering your plants and the spray from the hose and, you, and it creates that rainbow. And you see it and you're like, man, that is, that is God's. He wrote that into the laws of nature to be, 
an example to us of His promise. If you really want to think about it, everything that you see should be a token of God's power. The sunrise, man, when that sun comes up, what does that remind me? It reminds me of another day. It also reminds me that I cannot lift that sun up by myself, right? That is God's work. You think you're here running on on your own steam, pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps? No, it is God that sustains us. That sun that comes up, the the rain that we get watered with, those are all tokens, Ebenezer stones, if you will, of God's grace, of His deliverance. The stars, the breeze, every single heartbeat is a gift of God. And every single breath. You think, well, man, well, I work out, Brother Mason. I I feel like I have to do that. I work out, you know, I'm strong. You know, even so, every single beat of your heart is a gift of God. You know, there are are fit people that that die of heart attacks too, okay? Not trying to scare everybody. But we, you are but a step between you and death at every moment. Even the psalmist said that. It is a gift of God. Your, the breath that you breathe in now ought to be a reminder of, of your need for God. And of His power. Now I can certainly tell you this. Um, you know, with all the talks of, of abortion... And, and thank the Lord for the stance of the Supreme Court now. But you know now the, the backlash really begins to show us what this has all been about this whole time. But I, I'll tell you this. I've, I've shared this with you before. One of the greatest uh, images and tokens of the power of God that I've ever witnessed in my entire life was when after Meredith and I had, had so much difficulty getting pregnant, it began, it, you know, it had long since began to swirl around in our minds. Are we even going to be able to? And I know many others have gone much longer than we did, okay? I'm not trying to minimize anybody else's problems. But when we found out through the grace of God that we were pregnant, and we went in for that first ultrasound, I mean, this was, this was long before many people know that they're even pregnant. And I saw those flashes of light of His heart beating. That was His heart. It was a different heartbeat for Meredith's. Unless Meredith had some serious heart issues because it was beating really fast, right? <laughs> it was way faster than it should be. That was an independent heartbeat life in there. And to see that like a fireworks show on that screen. I mean, you could not help but see the glory of God. That's an Ebenezer stone to me. I'll I'll be up front with you. Meredith's pregnancy is an Ebenezer stone to me. And we've had to remind each other of that. As we're going through and we get nervous about what can go wrong, and we say... God has provided in the past. He can provide in the future. That's exactly what an Ebenezer stone is. It's you look at something, you look at that photograph of that that ultrasound, and you say, you see what God did? He can provide in the future. That's what an Ebenezer stone is. You know what the greatest 
Ebenezer Stone of all time is. It's that cross. It is the, the emblem of death that your God has hijacked to be an emblem of victory. Right? He took that symbol of torture and He made it a symbol of our victory as Jesus died on the cross for you. You know what's another, another token? It's that veil of the temple, right? We don't, even, we don't even have the veil in the temple anymore. You know why? Because it was ripped. It was torn apart. What a symbol to us. A reminder to us of what things used to be and how things are now. That God took that boundary line between us. Now he said, he said for you not to move the boundary lines. <laughs> but what did he do? The boundary line between his property and our property, what did he do? He demolished it. Okay? He took that and he ripped it apart. Now let's go back to that Jordan River. Okay? They built those, that monument on that other side of that Jordan River as a reminder of what God did. They're there at the very last boundary line between them and what God has promised. Now we, we stand in our uh, spiritual state before Jesus went to that cross. What did we say? We were restricted from the promises. But what did God do on that cross as He poured out His blood for you and as He ripped that veil when He cried out, it is finished and gave up the ghost? In the same way, that Jordan River was divided. That, that boundary line, He took it and He wiped it away. And then they were able to walk through on dry ground. Right? That is something that is not a token of their ability to get across that river. It is a token of God's ability to get them across that river. That's what the cross is all about for us. It's not about something that God did. And then now you have to do something else? No, it is very simple. If so many people um, uh, wear the cross as, as a form of their jewelry or have it on, on something, I mean, it's a, it is a symbol. And, and so often I wonder how many people that bear that symbol know what it means. You know, because it doesn't mean that God died for you and now He's left it up to you to do something. Amen. It means that God won the victory. Amen. Just like that, that crossing of the Jordan River. <laughs> you know, they didn't, they didn't dam up the river and then walk across. He parted it for them. He won the victory. The empty tomb, <laughs> that's another one. That's another... Ebenezer stone for us. You know, because as we have all of these stones out here in the graveyard as memoriams of people, we have a Savior who has an empty grave. And that is a token to us that just like He was resurrected, that one day you will be too. What about this? The new man within you. Did you know that it's an Ebenezer stone? Amen. 
that in your, in your dark times, in, in the times where Satan is afflicting you, you can look at that new man and say that is a token of what God has done, the work that God has done in my heart. Now, how do you know that you got a new man in there? <laughs> well, if you care, <laughs> if you care that you've got a new man in there, it's an evidence that you have a new man in there, right? If you, if you believe that God is, if you have love in your life, if you have peace, if you have joy, if you have these fruit of the Spirit, <laughs> then you've got the new man in there. And that can be an Ebenezer stone that you can look at and you could say, you know what, I know times are tough right now, but I see that God delivered me in the past and one day I will be there with Him in glory. Amen. The Holy Spirit, in addition to the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in the new birth, there's also a sense in which God comes and visits us. The Holy Spirit visits us. Sunday night was a good example of that. As the Holy Spirit came down and communed with the Spirit within us, reminding us that He was there. It's a beautiful thing. That can be an Ebenezer stone to you. There's just a few others I want to talk about, and then I'm, I'm going to close. The communion service that we do. You know, Jesus instituted it and said, Do this in remembrance of me. It is a memorial. It is a service that we do in perpetuity uh, to look at Him and what He's done. And so every time that we come to the table, we see that, that broken body and we see that, we see that blood shed. We remember what He did for us. Okay? And it is good for us, even though it is a solemn service, it is good for us to remember what He had to go through for us. And I, I, I love it. I love that your God knows that we have memory issues, okay? I love that He gave us something that, that you can feel of, that you can taste of. It is a very... Uh, Stark reminder, as you see that body separated from that blood, right? You see that, that bread and you see that wine as tokens of God's death. Now, you know, I, I, used, to, I used to be kind of depressed in communion services, okay? And I, I used to feel like we had to have such a solemn attitude that we, we don't experience the joy, okay? You know, it is a solemn service because we are coming before Him, acknowledging our need of Him, as well as acknowledging His death. I mean, that's, we're, not, we're not at that point remembering His resurrection. We're remembering His death because He says to show forth His death until He comes. But nonetheless, okay, lest we be too... Uh, depressed in that service. It is still a memorial of His victory. Okay? Right. Now we ought not be like the church in Corinthians, right, that made it some drunken feast, okay? <laughs> but there is a, there is a uh, holy middle ground there, okay, where we can be respectful to God, but also in your hearts experience the joy of His victory. 
And baptism, of course, is one of the last ones I could think of, which is, is something that you can look back to in your life as you identified with Christ and being, and being buried in the grave and coming back up. You know, Peter tells us that it is an answer of a good conscience to God. That is something for you. It is for your sake. It's not for your salvation to go to heaven. Okay, It doesn't wash away the filth of your flesh. It doesn't cleanse you from your sins. Jesus did that on the cross. But it is an Ebenezer stone for us in our lives. God has, has allowed you to have some type of visceral experience in, in baptism to look back to. Whether it be as an assurance, whether it be as just an Ebenezer stone of what God did. You can identify with Him in some degree. We all have Ebenezer stones in our lives, okay? I said that, that perhaps the greatest that we have, of course, is the cross. That evidence that Jesus died for us. We've got this church. You realize what a miracle it is? <laughs> That, that God would save us from just going away. And I've used that example so many times. You know, I'll, I'll go and visit a church, and, and they'll have just a few members, and they, and they will all be apologizing to me. Now, this, isn't that crazy? They will apologize to me. I'm so sorry, brother, you had to drive so far, and there's only three of us, or whatever it is. You know, and I always tell them, well, listen, the Lord was able to resurrect our church from one member, okay? So cheer up a little bit, okay? <laughs> you know, you're worshiping a God who can do all things, you know? Not to mention the fact that, you know, the Lord has called us ministers to the gospel to preach. It, it says absolutely nothing about the amount of people we're supposed to preach to, Okay? I'm supposed to go, all right? So don't apologize to me when you've got three people there, okay? <laughs> it doesn't offend me. I mean, sure, it's encouraging when we've got a crowd like this, but don't be discouraged. <laughs> when, when the crowd gets bigger or gets less, it's not about that, okay? We can look back to the Ebenezer Stone of God's miraculous revival of this church. And, and look at it and say, God really can furnish a table in the wilderness, can He? He really can provide for His people. And, and though we may go through tough times, and we will go through tough times in the future as a church, we can always look back to that moment as an Ebenezer stone to say, God has provided. He can provide in the future. You know, and just if, if things don't happen to go your way, maybe the Lord doesn't provide for you in the way that you would hope. You can still look back and say, God really does love me, right? You know, because whether He delivers you in the way that you want Him to or not, it is, it is no indication of, of the degree of His love for you, okay? Because He loves you. You can look back in your life and see it, all right? And maybe you should. Maybe you should take a walk back down the road, look at all the little milestones that God has placed, look at all the places where God has delivered you, and then when you come back to the present and you look ahead into the future, 
you'll, you'll realize that, you know, it's not quite as dark as I thought it was, right? Because I thought it was dark back then. And guess what happened? God delivered. You know, it, it wasn't even a year ago. And Meredith and I were going through all those crazy treatments and everything, and it was dark. It, it, was, the, it was the darkest thing I've, I've ever lived through in my life, other than uh, death of loved ones, things like that. And I sat there, and as, I, as I, Meredith and I were eating supper, and I, I had to, we were at a conference, I had to go over to, to a meeting real quick, and as I was just walking by myself, looking out over uh, the sunset, and I knew, I knew that God would deliver somehow. You know, it was, it was the darkest I'd ever felt, it was the most depressed I'd ever been, and yet I knew somehow that God would deliver me. And I, I think back to that day, to that moment. I've, I've revisited that moment many times already in, in the intervening year. And I've looked at that moment as an Ebenezer stone. Because now in the future, when times get tough and I have moments where I don't know if the Lord can provide, you can look back and say the Lord did provide in that time. And he'll provide in the future. And I know that I'm mentioning this about my experience, but we all, you all have those things. Whether it immediately comes to your mind or not, I, I encourage you, take, take some time. Think back over the past deliverances that God has delivered you in your life. Revisit it, okay? Revisit that stone. Sit there for a little bit. Think about it. Remember what it felt like when God came in to the rescue, okay? Because if he did it back then, he can do it in the future. Okay, I hope that's an encouragement to you. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. I hope the message has been uplifting and beneficial to you and that the Lord will continue to bless you to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Join us again tomorrow for another message of God's sovereign grace. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.